in Systems We Trust is made possible because of Asana. From the production of the episode you're listening to right now to the projects we've delivered for hundreds of happy teams, we've trust Asana to keep our remote team focused on the goals, projects, and tasks that matter the most. Book a call to learn more about how Asana can take your team's collaboration to the next level. Welcome to the In Systems We Trust podcast with Mark E. Murray. In Systems We Trust dives into all things systems and processes and interviews the professionals who are using them to change the landscape of their organizations every day. Are you ready for more clarity? Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of In Systems We Trust. My name is Marquis. I'm your host. And today I'm speaking with Ann Cardin. Ann has over 41 years of business marketing and sales experience with over 30 years as an entrepreneur. She has built seven successful businesses, selling five, and is the current owner of two, and has been coaching and consulting for the past 11 years, and has worked with several hundred small business owners, consultants, coaches, and professional entrepreneurs in over 50 different types of businesses to further their success. Welcome to the show, Anne. Thank you, Marquis. It's so great to be here. I'm so yeah. excited to share. I'm, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we finally got a chance to connect. I mean, I was explaining off, off air that... You know, we're supposed to connect uh, a while ago, and I felt so bad about rescheduling, but uh, we're here now. It happens. Definitely. Hey, look, if you cannot learn to flex, you can't make it, right? That's exactly it. Mm -hmm. We we, want to be agile, right? That's That's it. That's exactly right. That's it. So um, I want to give you a chance, Anne, just to um, further introduce yourself, um, talk about your background and how you really became an expert in the business growth and marketing space. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I love to share and and really pour into other people. So um, I started in business uh, for myself after leaving a 13-year corporate career. I was in retail management. I was running multi-million dollar departments in a billion-dollar organization. And I, one, I had kids, and I did not want them raised by daycare. So we made the decision I was going to leave my career. Well, I also left my income. And um, at the same time, we ended, my husband ended up losing his job. So we made a move. We were living in California at the time. We made a move back to Missouri, which is where we're from. And we wanted to raise the kids around family and all that. So I decided I was going to be a stay-at-home mom, which was really different for me because I had always worked, always since I was a kid. I've always worked. And uh, we financially, we were just struggling. We were struggling. So I started looking for a way to make money. I fired up a little craft business at the time, a little craft doll business, which ended up going global. I had, I was running basically a manufacturing company out of my home. I was in stores all across the country. I was shipping all over the world. It turned into a business, a real business. And the great thing is like, I was able to employ a lot of other moms and help their families as well. So that was the start. That was my kind of my, it wasn't my first business. My first business was when I was seven years old. I won't go into that, but um, that took me into, after about seven years, I was, I was designing my own line of dolls and I was doing patterns. I went into the pattern market and I did, wasn't loving that so much. And I saw the industry changing. So you have to know when to kind of, you know, when to make changes. And, and so it kind of took me into my next thing, which was fitness health clubs, started out teaching fitness classes in a community center, grew that into two health clubs, big clubs two weight loss centers was able to sell all, all five of those businesses. And I got into coaching because in the last two years or the last two years, the last two businesses I had, 
um, I hired my first business coach. I, I didn't know business coaches be, before that and hired my first one. She was so impactful to my business. It was such a game changer. I wish I would have had her all those years, even though I figured things out. I still, I did things the hard way because I didn't have that fast track help that we have now available to us. And it was so impactful. I just knew with everything I had learned along the way and what I learned from her that I could do what she was doing. And so I really dove into business even more, into marketing even more and sales even more to get even better at my skills to be able to help other people. And so that's really where it started. And I've been doing coaching and consulting about 13 years. Hundreds and hundreds of people. And actually, it's over 60 industries now. It might even be more than that. But yeah, it's been a crazy ride, but so much fun. I love it. It sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, when you started talking, it sounded like we were on an episode of Shark Tank, right? Like you just have so much, so much experience. I'm ready to invest, right? Um, well, it really fits into what we're talking about, which is yeah. systems. Because the one thing I will tell you is, Marks, I couldn't have sold those businesses if they wouldn't have been a turnkey for other yeah. people to come in and buy them and walk in and take over. And so yeah. I learned the power of systems and, and not leaving anything to chance in your business and have a business that runs like a well-oiled machine so that it can grow and you're not, I mean, that is the secret <laughs> sauce to being able to scale. It's a secret sauce to being able to sell it's the secret sauce to keeping employees for a long time is to have a business that runs smoothly where it's not chaotic and they they love coming to work. Um, I had employees that even worked for me for so many years that when I opened up the last two businesses that I had, uh, they came with when I sold the wow. other ones and they came with me. So, um, you know, I just am such a believer that that's the way you have to build. It doesn't matter if you're solo. It doesn't matter if you're a huge organization. It's such huge. A great, such a great outlook. When did you figure that out? Like if we had to look at your first business, right? Like did someone approach you and say, hey, you've got something great going on here. Have you ever thought about selling or did you create the systems and then look for someone to take it over? Because obviously like a lot of that is either deep rooted in us mm -hmm. or we figure it out by you know, trial and error along the way, which was it for you? Trial and error. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. you know, here's the thing. When I worked in corporate, okay. I ran, uh, so I, I said I ran multi-million dollar departments in a in an organization. I was in uh, high level department stores, high end department stores at the mm -hmm. time. And I ran departments with, you know, 30 plus people. Like if you ever want to be tested with your leadership skills, run a cosmetic department with 35 women that are running their own cosmetic lines. Like that will test your leadership skills to no end. You're talking about 35 yeah. prima donnas, 35, 35, I mean, all with their own ideas. But that was that was one of the departments that I ran. I ran many, many through through those 13 years. But um, I, you know, I learned systems in corporate because obviously they have to have those. So I think, but I didn't think about it that way. Like I wasn't really thinking about things being a system. And then when I started my own business, I, I think to some degree, again, it was subconscious. I didn't think, oh, I'm creating systems here. I didn't think about that. But when I had that doll business, for example, and I knew that I couldn't keep doing everything on my own if it was going oh, to grow, yeah. I had to create systems in that doll business so i would have somebody that would come in and and cut she would cut the patterns i would have 
three or four moms that would come pick up stuff to stuff the parts. And then yeah. they would bring me big bags of doll parts, you know, that were were stuff. So all of that was systematized. It, and again, I didn't think of it that way. It didn't really occur to me that that's what I was doing, but that's what I was doing. I I would I knew that on this day I was shipping to this store uh, somewhere in the country, and on this day I was shipping to this store, and so I would have to make sure that when the UPS truck came, those goods were boxed and ready to go everything had to be tagged it, so all of that I, I get you know again i figured it out but i think at some point i i was creating all of that i just didn't realize it so well, i don't know if that answered your question but it absolutely I guess trial and error would probably be the better way to say it it absolutely did yeah trial and error and i mean for you uh, like kudos to you because you're one of those business owners that and just to add some context sorry on a previous episode i asked the guest we were talking about the same thing. If business owners know that they need systems, they know that they're wearing all the hats, they know that you know the business is on their shoulders, they know that they want to take a vacation, but they can't, why don't they take the time to actually put the systems in place? Yeah, and so yeah. for you, yeah, kudos to you because you were that business owner who had experience from the corporate side, but knew that it was important to start building these systems and you just figured it out. Right. Well, and it's different to when you're working for someone else and you're working for yourself. Completely yes. different. Like, I yeah. was really not prepared for entrepreneurship. I don't think when I started my really when I started my first business, I wasn't even thinking about a. I didn't have a vision. My vision uh -huh. was I need to make some money. I I didn't say this, but we, you know we hit such a point in um, in our financial situation. It was so tight. It was so tough. I, I met, cooked from scratch, like every dime I could squeeze out of my husband's paycheck. I did because I knew I was being called to be a stay-at-home mom and raise my kids. I knew that. But financially, we could not make the numbers work. It just wasn't working. And yeah. so I there was a there was a pivotal moment. My my kids had been getting hand-me-downs from their cousins. So that was great because they were all about the same age. But there was a point yeah. where my four-year-old son needed shoes and we didn't get the hand-me-downs. We didn't get the, the shoes like... This is how bad it was when our when our family would invite us to come over and eat. I would be so excited because it was one more meal I didn't have to buy. I mean, that's wow. how that's how tough it was. No um, but I, so I sat down and I just really prayed for a solution. And I I had always been kind of crafty. And I thought there was, you know, at that time, the crafts were exploding across the country. It was an opportunity for people to make money. And there was a little store. And I thought, I'm just going to make some stuff and see if I can put it in there and see if she can sell it. So but I but I hit that point where it was like, OK, I have to do something. I have to. My husband's got a job. He's got a fixed income. It's not going to change, right? And even yeah. if he gets a raise, gas is going to go up at the same time and he's driving an hour. And there yeah. was no opportunity where we lived. We lived out in the country and we lived outside of a small town and there was just no opportunity. I had to create my own opportunity. The internet wasn't a thing. We didn't have that. This was yeah. 32 years ago. And, you know, when I built that business globally, I advertised in global magazines and in international magazines. I ran ads. That's how that business grew. But it had to come because I made the decision. I've got to do something here. And I, I literally, I sat down and cried and prayed for a solution. And then I got this oh. idea. Oh, maybe I could make something out of this box of stuff I had. And, and right. it just evolved. Like, I just took action. I prayed. I got the idea. I took action. Amazing. Just close to show how resourceful you are, right? Like You have to be. You, you have, have to, to be. Yes. You have to be. Signs yeah. of a true entrepreneur. So you had several businesses worked with 
hundreds of, of different, you know, customers, coaching clients across different industries from either your experience building your businesses or what you recommend for some of your coaching clients, are there typically like universal systems that have helped you grow your businesses and sell them that you prescribe or recommend to your, to your coaching clients as well? You know, it's really going to be different for everyone, different, uh -huh. you know, different companies. I, I worked with everything from plumbing companies to roofing companies to, you know, any kind of small business and they all have different systems that they need. So in that sense, I would say absolutely not. It is going to be different for everyone, the kind of business they are, what phase of business they're in, how robust does that system need to be? So no, as far as like a specific system, but here's what I will say, and this is universal. You've got to have them. You've got yeah. to have systems, whether you're creating something out of something manually. Uh, you know, when I had my health clubs, for example, I couldn't be there every day to sell people that were walking in the door, right? I had to create a system so that my people weren't turning people back out the door, like they were closing them into sales. And, and, um, and we knew we had a schedule, we had a health club schedule and we knew exactly what was happening when, and we had a weight loss center. And so we had to have systems to be able to coach all those people. I couldn't do it all. I couldn't build yeah. big businesses and do it all. And so everything I used to tell people when I started coaching them in their business, I used to say, nothing gets left to chance. Nothing gets left to chance. If you are putting out a fire more than once, you need a system. I had a system for how to answer the phone when people called in. I had a system for how to give tours of our business. I had a system for how to coach people. I had a system for how we ran our classes and how we did things in the gym. I had a system. This is crazy to people, but I actually bought into a company where my trainers, my personal trainers, I didn't just leave them on their own to personal train. We had a system. They followed the books. They yeah. followed the process and the system that I paid good money for. Yeah. And everybody trained the same way so that it didn't, if somebody had to step in and train a client, it was like, okay, I don't know what Jim was doing. I, you know, I don't know where he is with this client. No, everybody was on a journey. We knew what their results were going to be. And we followed a system. And, and I, I kind of did I did figure that out, but I also learned that from going to some conferences and, uh -huh. and learning about what other people had created. Um, and so, you know, I just, if you're putting your hands on something too much, that's a clear indication. If you're spending too much time spinning your wheels, you've got a problem. Take the time, fix the process. And it will save you loads, loads of time. Like you just have to, you it is part of business growth. You have to do it. I have, um, we, I, I can tell you a story real quick if you want me to. Please, yeah. Okay. To. So I had a roofing company that I worked with and he had hyper growth. Like we had had a season where there was a lot of hail and, and all of that. And his business grew by several million dollars in literally a, a year. He was not, he didn't have the infrastructure and the systems in place. So what he had built up for years, this reputation and everybody loved him and loved his company and they trusted him. And he was, he was one of the credible roofing companies um, because there are a lot of them that aren't. And, yeah. um, but he had, he was in hyper growth. And so he came to me and he said, 
this is what I need. I know I need systems, but I, I haven't, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to put this in. I, this business has really grown beyond me is kind of what he said. Like he knew roofing, he knew how to get the jobs done. But what started happening is his customer service went way down. His business was breaking. Things yeah. were falling through the cracks and he had a lot of complaints. And that was not the way he was used to doing business. He had built a great reputation. So when we started working together, that was the first thing we did. It wasn't, it wasn't about let's grow. It wasn't about, it was about let's fix what isn't working so that you are set up to grow. And I remember in literally, he was also, here's another thing. He was working almost a hundred hours a week. He was exhausted. He was very passionate about mission work. He was a Christian. He was very passionate about mission work. He was very passionate about golf and he hadn't done them in, in like two years. And he literally was living his business, living it. So in about two weeks, we worked hard to get that system in place. And it was, you know, it was a process. There was, it was a pretty robust system. So there were going to be so many things that he would be able to do as, you know, you can't do it all at one time, just get something working, right? And then figure out the, the rest of the system and what it's capable of doing. So we actually bought into a, a company, into a system. But I just remember in literally two to three weeks, he started getting time back into his life. Now, it was a nightmare for two to three weeks. I mean, he worked his tail off trying to get that system in place. But it, it, but any, so he invested that time and it wasn't easy for him. He had to try to do that around all of his other stuff that he had going on. But literally in three weeks, he got time back into his life. He started golfing again. It, it just changed, it changed his life. It changed his life, not just his business. And so now he had the infrastructure that he was ready, you know, to, to be able to just continue on, add the team where he needed every, the left hand knew what the right hand was doing, all of those things. He was able to actually sell that business for multiple million dollars. Incredible. Within like the year after we worked together a little over a year and he would, he actually was able to sell that business for multiple millions. So that's what a great, yeah, that's, that's what doing things the right way. So I want to inspire anybody if they're thinking, oh, I don't have the time to do that. You don't have the time to not do it. That's really, that's really where it's at. I totally agree with you. Everything you said, I mean, you, you can't afford to not take the time to put the systems in place, right? Like that's why. A lot of us get into business, like we're not getting into business because we obviously we love the work. We're passionate about the work, but the the goal, at least mine, I'll speak for myself, was not to continue doing the same things in year three, four, five that I was Mm -hmm. doing in year one, right? Like that's not growth, right? And then you're at the point, especially with your client, right? In the B2C service space, you see a lot Mm -hmm. of contractors, a lot of, um, in-home specialists they're, mm-hmm. they're they're the one that they're the ones sorry that are doing the accounting they're doing the booking they're doing the quotes mm-hmm. they're doing everything they're doing the the physical work and so um i i will say i hope you're you're uh taking some equity in some of these some of these clients that you're working <laughs> i wish with. i would have back then you know it's I'm really kidding. interesting um and i i was really taught those strategies when i came into the coaching space But, you know, I don't do it for them. And so that's kind of the difference. I I just, um, so I'm kind of considered a high fee coach and I just charge really, really well for my expertise because 
I don't I, want to mess with all of that. Like, I don't want to mess yeah. with all of somebody's junk. Just pay me for my knowledge. If you go out and make millions of dollars from what I help you do, yeah, my heart is happy. Like, right. as long as my bank account's happy to go yeah. with it, my heart is happy. So, um, I, you know, I certainly can do that. And I, I it's just not my thing. Um, I uh-huh. teach it to other people if they want to do it, depending on who they're working with and how they're doing things. Yeah. But the other thing I found is that when businesses uh, really have that success, they don't want to write those big checks to you because they made all this money. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's just worked better to not do that. I'd rather just grow my own businesses. I don't need to be dependent on someone else's. No, I hear you. I hear you. I want to ask you a question, but I want to frame it a little bit before I ask it to you. Um, you're talking about your customer and the fact that, you know, yourself, you know, what we're, we're praying, you know, for this ideal life in you, you went and you created it. Um, there's a pastor goes by the name of John Mark Comer on the West coast. He pastors a church out there and he put out a book, um, a couple of years ago now called the ruthless elimination of hurry. Right. And so he talks about, you know, um, as a pastor, he was um, spending a lot of time getting caught up in religion and, you know, doing things a certain way because he's always done it that way and being at the events and being there for people that he was just go, 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 writing sermons Mm -hmm. and going to the next event and being available for other people that his life was getting out of control. Mm -hmm. So, like, the book talks about systems in a roundabout way. And so mm-hmm. I was really attracted to that because that was exactly what I was looking for at the time, right? The The name of this show is In Systems We Trust, mm-hmm. right? Um, in certain parts of the world, it's it's a different thing that we trust in. But um, the importance of creating systems allows you to, sorry, the practice of creating systems allows you to, you know, live life on your terms, right? Mm-hmm. Things don't need to be chaotic anymore. You know, you can get up in the morning and you can run your day and your time however you want to. And so there's a lot that you're saying that resonates with why I do what I do. But I, I want to ask you, like, if you had to distill it down to a couple sentences, like, why do you do what you do? Right. I'd love to know. Um, <laughs> two reasons. Um, uh, one, because I feel like <clears throat> all the years all the blood, sweat, and tears to learn what I have learned um, it can put people on the fast track to not have to go through all the mistakes, all the pitfalls. I mean, I think I said this the other day, and I, I haven't checked these statistics, but you know, there's like a thousand new millionaires every day, like in the United States, uh, I, uh. the last time I looked at that. Um, we've never had that opportunity before, right? And the reason that's happening is because everything that we have available to us today. Um, and so- I feel like if I have something of massive value, I can't just not help people with it. Like I would always, I've been coaching people, even in all my fitness businesses, weight loss, all of that. I've coached thousands and thousands of people because, and that fitness business started because I had gained a lot of weight in my first business. And I, I started losing the weight, taking control of myself and taking control of what I was doing. And I fell in love with fitness and nutrition. So then I went to school for that. And then I started up just teaching classes. And my, my heart has always been, I want to help other moms feel as good as I feel. I want to help other people feel like what I have figured out here 
what has changed my life because of how I feel. And every business that I have started, there has been a deep seated passion and reason for it. There's yeah. been, I, I never thought when you think about Simon Sinek and his why, I always thought, oh, okay. But when I really think back, there really was always a why to everything that I did. The first one was, you know, we were struggling. I had to help my family. The second one was, okay, I want to help other people feel as good as I do. And, um, and even in coaching, it's like, wow, I've acquired all of this knowledge and these skills and I could help people. I, I remember... That's a long-winded answer. That's probably long, but I, I think I, have, I, I, it really does come down to it's my heart. It is my heart. I've always yeah. someone that I have missions that I care about that I want to give to. So yeah. I do not want to say it's only passion. I want to make great money with everything that I have invested in, mm-hmm. whether that be time, energy, money. I want to make great money because I have big goals. Yeah. And they're not all my for me. They're they're for family. They're for missions. They're it. It's all of those things. Also, right. I'm getting close to retirement age now. I don't know if I'll ever really retire, to be quite honest. Doesn't but I'm sound like you're ready. You're anywhere yeah, close to ready. No, I don't think I ever will. My husband's like, when are you no. going to retire? I'm like, oh, when I when I just get tired of this. But even if I get yeah. tired of it, doing what I'm doing, I'll probably still do something because well, yeah. there is no way I cannot do something. I'll always be giving in some way. I'll always be doing that. I'll be volunteering. I've done lots and lots of volunteer work through my years and I'll always be doing that. So Uh, it's just the way I'm wired. I don't know what to say. (laughs) That's a great answer. Yeah. Like passion doesn't, you know, explain it well enough. You know, what, what's passion doesn't pay the bills. You got, you have to, you have to. Yeah, I tell tell people that all the time. I I don't. I'm glad you're passionate. I'm glad. Let's monetize it. If you can't yeah. monetize it, you're not a business owner. Don't right. Don't confuse the two. There's yeah. charity. There's business. Build a, you know, become wealthy in your business, and then you can do all you want with charity. And that's right. my philosophy. It's not. It's not your business as a charity. It's your business is to build the wealth to support the charities and the things that you really care about. That's the way I look at it. I love that. Well, let's let's talk specific. Maybe you can think of us uh, like one customer. I don't know if it's the roofing company, but what does your approach mm-hmm. to the conversation around change look like? You're very passionate about it. You understand it. You've gone through it. How are you then, you know, taking these businesses and is maybe there's a methodology that you follow or a framework that you have um, and are, like just love to understand that process a little bit more, how you approach mm-hmm. it, how you communicate change and then get them on the fast track to growth and scale. Yeah. Well, I don't work with small business owners so much anymore. Everyone, okay. mostly the people that I work with are coaches and consultants. That yeah. actually happened sort of by accident. Um, I can tell that story. I was part of a coaching, a business coaching organization, and there were a lot of gaps in their program. Though I got value from it, I'm not saying that. There were a lot of gaps in their program. They were teaching people how to be business coaches, but they weren't really doing a great job teaching them how to build the business for themselves. And everything was really uh, designed to help these coaches get to their first hundred thousand dollars, which, by the right. way, a hundred thousand dollars is about a forty thousand dollar income. Just in case you want to know, by the time yeah. you pay taxes and what you need for your business, right? Yeah. Um, but that was their philosophy, and so most of their coaches were struggling, and I, I was struggling with their method. I was bringing in the wrong clients, very low value clients, not paying me a lot. I wanted their success more than they did. That doesn't work well, okay? Yeah. Um, and so I. 
I took a step back in my business and I said, I'm not loving this. I'm not loving the clients I'm working with here. They're not ready for me. I can do so much more. I didn't feel fulfilled. Like I knew I knew so much more than what they needed. And um, that's when I kind of restructured my business and my business just blew up with what I just, you know, really how I redesigned it, which is where my expert in you method came from. It's like build your business around your expertise. You don't need somebody's cookie cutter stuff. You need to build your business. You need the right business model to build around your expertise. So I, I kind of cut away from all their stuff and I started doing my own thing. And when I did that, they started kind of elevating me in the organization, like on their calls and stuff, like look what Anne's doing. So coaches were coming to me and they're like, we need help. We need help. And I would see this company in particular was out to sell people how to become business coaches. But a lot of the people had never owned a business. Like when I started, they selected me. They said, because you've owned a lot of businesses, because you've sold businesses, we want you to become part of the the organization. So I was really honored. But as that grew and as I was with them, they started taking anybody and everybody. They started taking life coaches and they started taking teachers and they started taking people that had never owned a business. And so I saw this sort of shift and I said, this just isn't right. You can't mess with people's livelihoods and business if you have no clue how to build business. Like just because you're learning their stuff doesn't mean you know the nuances and the things that it's going to take to help people build a business and lead them to success. So coaches started coming to me. I started working with them. I started taking them sort of out of that. And what was your background? What was your expertise? Let's build your business around that. And so it it naturally happened. And um, when I made the decision, I was no longer going to work with small business owners, which by the way, I do still have some that have been with me for years, but I don't market to them anymore. I quit speaking on stages live to get them as clients and and doing all the things. And I came strictly online and I started working only with coaches and consultants to grow a business because when I started looking at it, it was such a next step because if I can help a coach who's going to go out and help 20 people, I can impact bigger. Yeah. So not only do I help them change their life and not only do I help them grow their business, they now can go out and they can help so many more people than I could ever help. So I start, it was just a, it, it was such a great step to do that. And it, it took some figuring out. It it did. Coaches aren't the easiest people to work with. I just want to say that. Yeah. Fair enough. So is there a templated approach to it? It sounds like you're just having some really like, you know, heart to heart conversations and getting to, to the basis of what, what, what's your, what's your experience? What's your past mm-hmm. like? And like, what are you yeah. passionate about? And like marrying those three. So it sounds really holistic and like it, it progresses naturally. So I'm, I'm just assuming it's different with every client you work with then. Yeah. I mean, there, there is a method. I have a method, my expert mm-hmm. in you. So I, I kind of have two sides to my business. So if someone, let's say they're leaving their corporate CEO or a corporate okay. operations person, and they know they want to start their own business, then I would look at everything that was their background, their experience, I call it career collateral. And I would say, okay, let how can we now monetize this? How can we turn this into a business? So we have to create your revenue model. What are you going to sell, right? What are those offers? I have a, uh, what I call a top-down approach. Okay, because you've got all of this experience and all of this expertise, we're going to start you with really, really high fees because that's where you can really grow your business fast. A lot of people teach, um, the method, you start with something very low and then you ascend people. I have a completely opposite approach. I've helped uh, people come from corporate and start out with a $250,000 offer. 
um, because they already had everything they needed. They already had the experience. They, they didn't have to go out and learn their thing. They just had to know how to build a business around it. So I have that side of my business where they're startup. But they've right. got, ex- I call them experts. They're already experts. So then I, I help them with the revenue model. What are you going to sell? How are we going to package this? Then I help them with the marketing. How are we going to promote this? How are you going to get clients? And and I don't have a cookie cutter marketing approach. I do, I, I teach scalable speaking. That's mm-hmm. what I teach. That is a lot of, I have a lot of ways they can speak and get clients and speak and grow their business. Um, and so those, I teach them the marketing piece and teach them how to go grow the business and make the money. I teach them the sales piece because they have to know how to close those sales. And then when we get the fund, that's the, those are the fundamentals. When we get right. that figured out working, now we can continue to grow them, build their team, automate, uh, put, you know, we put in those systems, although we're putting in systems all along the way. So it's not like it's a separate thing, Um, but then help them. How can you now grow this to whatever level you want? So how can we add on new revenue streams that don't take your time? They're passive. How can we um, add new layers and new levels to your business that leverage your time? So my whole goal is to help people build a half a million dollar to a million dollar and beyond business working part-time. That's what I, that's really what I want to help. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so that is my method. So I do have a very specific method, but it's but it, still yeah. customized for every client I work with because they're all different and they yeah. all want to do different things. But, but my method is still my method, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's a framework work and a system I, that I take them through. I love that. Thinking of, and hearing about what you're, you're talking about. I mean, I, I got into the ops space years ago. Brilliant. I used to work for a um, very prominent Canadian fitness facility. I was a general manager, um, mm. and I guess being groomed. So we have the same background. <laughs> we do, we do, right? So I, I was taking on some of the responsibilities of like the regional manager. I was having meetings with the VPs, and that was my, the track that I was on. And so hearing about what you're saying, I mean, when I left that that uh, that company, I probably should have gotten into you know consulting for gyms because what they really taught us. Um, as a general manager and uh, I was in that role for three years we never missed our sales goals because there were systems that were in place that were provided Mm. you know by the corporation and we trained on them there were systems for everything Uh how we ran our meetings how we talked to um, visitors coming into the gym you know who was up to take those meetings we had systems for how we fold the towels there was a there was a, a framework called clean and tidy that dictated how we put the weights away, how we clean the machines, mm-hmm. how we fill out our sales books and do our strategizing for the month and breaking down of our, all of our leads. And so there's all this knowledge. I absolutely should have been in that space because- I could have you know, totally helped you package that. It's so funny as we're sitting here yeah. because you said we never hit our sales goals. That is your that is your golden ticket to get people to buy. We all always hit our sales goals, sorry. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you always say, yeah. We, we never missed them. There we never go. missed them. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, yes, I, okay. I heard what you said. I yeah, just okay. say it, right? Yeah. You, but that is your pitch statement. Like that could have sold. Yeah. That could have sold you over and over again. What a lot of people do is they try to sell their stuff. You don't mm-hmm. sell your stuff. I don't, you notice I didn't talk yeah. about my stuff. I talked about what is the outcome or the result that I help people get. And then mm-hmm. you had to ask me, well, what is that a system? Is that a method? What is that? 
Yeah. Because that's a mistake a lot of people make when they're trying to sell in the co coaching and consulting space. But just from what you said, I could have totally helped you build that offer, package that offer, sell that oh, everywhere. Because, and it took literally that long for me to, to pick that out. But all oh, that extra stuff that you do, that is the back end stuff that gets yeah. them to that goal that you're talking about. Yeah. That's your system. That's totally. your method. That becomes, you know, but if you would have come I, in and said, oh, we help you put in systems, I would have been like, yeah, I don't want that. Right. <laughs> right. Unless no, somebody knows that. that's what, unless they're looking for that, right? They that's know. the difference. Yeah. yeah. So, well. so you do have to know what will sell in the market. And, and so all of that, even people that have been in business for a long time that have, you know, they, they've had some success, maybe they've got to, Maybe they've got their coaching or consulting business to that low six-figure mark, but now they can't go any further. Well, there's reasons why they can't go any further, right? Yeah. And so you can kind of on a wing and a prayer get out there and make six figures. You just can do it if you just get out there and talk to people. Uh, because I did that very, very quickly. But the yeah. problem was I kept hitting that brick wall. I kept Good hitting way. that ceiling. And that's when I had to really figure out, okay, if I'm going to grow this thing, if I'm going to do something bigger, then yeah. I have to figure out what are the missing pieces here and what's broken and what's not working. But it was through all that process that my method came out of it. And yeah. So let's talk about those missing pieces for totally. a minute. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe not in your business, but working with your customers and we've probably already talked about them, but if you could bullet point some of those mm -hmm. missing pieces or the common mistakes you see these businesses are making, these leaders are making, what would the top three be, let's say? Yeah. So a lot of times I did a lot of business turnarounds um, yeah. when I was working with small business owners. And so um, there were a lot of times they were bleeding money and I could go in and turn them around in about 30 days because I knew the wow. levers to pull and I knew what to look for. Because by having a conversation with them, they would come to me. I, I would have it on my website, 30-day cash flow turnarounds. That's what I would have. I had that program on my website. Well, it was a lead generator. So it would bring me the people that needed cash flow turnaround. Now, sometimes they would wait way too long. And I'm like, I'm not touching that, right? I'm just not. I'm not going to. But, but but if they were in a place, if I could look at their business and I could see what the gaps were and I could quickly fix those things. And then I would help them, but we would, we would get them to stop bleeding in 30 days, but then I would stay with them and help them fix the things that caused that to begin with. So cash flow was a big one. Profitability was a big one. Working too much in their business. I literally, all I needed to do was have conversations with people and I could find their problems. Like I could right. totally see their problems. Um, yeah. I worked with a plumbing company that he, he, he kept telling, I, he was actually a referral from a financial advisor that I knew. And he kept telling the financial advisor, I need, I need a business consultant. I need a business coach. So, but it took me a month to get the guy to, to even though, even though we were texting, talking, he couldn't find the time. He could not mm -hmm. find the time to work with me or even have a conversation. Finally, when I went in, I had a, literally it was a 30 minute conversation. I said, tell me, tell me the problems. Why did you want to talk to me? Why, what was going on? And he said, he pulls up his PLs, his his profit loss statements. If people yeah. don't know what that is, he pulls those up, and he says, um, "Well, this is what my CPA says I have, but this is not how much is in my bank account." Okay, that was right. problem number one. Problem number two was 
um, he was having trouble getting help. And part of that was because of the way some things were running in his business. Things were a bit, you know, there was some chaos. And then um, I don't remember what the other thing was. But but all I had to do was say, okay, would you like to fix those things? Uh-huh. Like, how serious are you about fixing those things? And he said, yeah, I, I have to do it. I have to do it, you know? So I wanted to fix the thing that I knew would make the biggest impact first was, okay, obviously the money's an issue for you here, right? Yeah. And so we fixed that first. And the interesting thing was he had a really great business model. He had a, he had, was doing so many things right, which is how his business got to where it, it got to. But the one thing was they were not collecting on the receivables. Uh, they were okay. not, they had $250,000 out there in receivables that people were not paying and they weren't going after them to pay. It was work okay. they had already done. It was work they had already spent money to do. We fixed that so fast. We literally added hundreds of thousands of dollars to his bank account. We fixed the system so that that would not be a problem going forward. And then we were able to go ahead and help him grow his business. His business almost tripled in a year by just fixing that. So that's probably a long-winded answer. But all I have to do is have, I know enough about business marketing sales to know where their problems are. So all I have to do is just like when you shared, oh, I could have done this. I'm like, oh, that's what you could have done. Yeah. That comes from experience. That literally it comes from mistakes, experience, and just working with so many people. I can just identify things so easy where people are stuck, where they're having issues. So I, I just talked to him about that. Wow. That's incredible. I'm curious to know how you how you fixed um, the receivables problem so so quickly. Oh yeah. Well, we got his we got his office staff on the phone to yeah. start collecting. Okay. We also made sure that his guys started collecting right on the job. Um, so if well, one of the things we did, this is a great thing for people. So it, it his people were not they were kind of leaving it up to the office to collect instead of the guys collecting on the job. Yeah. And so one of the things that w- the office staff started asking is, will someone be there when our guys come in uh, and do the work? Because they would go out and do an, a kind of an assessment, right? Or a bid, or this is what needs to be done, unless it was a quick fix. Will someone be there, um, you know, to to pay? They were also invoicing, doing a lot of invoicing versus collecting, right then and there. So yeah. we had to just change the collection process. Why do you think you need to bankroll all the customers? They have credit cards, right? Yeah. They have bank accounts. You, you're a small business. You don't need to bankroll the customers. You don't need to invoice them. And so we fixed that. We just quit invoicing people because they clearly weren't collecting on the invoices anyway. We also, you know, unfortunately, we had to get an attorney involved for some of the things to send letters to people. I, so those are things that actually I fixed that problem in a lot of businesses because of the way they're they're trying to be the nice guy. But the problem is they can't pay their bills. The problem is they're working 100 hours. The problem is the owner can't sleep at night because they're not sure yeah. if they can keep their employees employed, which affects their families, right? So. There's a bigger picture with small business owners. They're not wealthy. They're, people think they are a lot of times, but what especially yeah. if they're running like a plumbing company or something. There's a lot of cost. Mm-hmm. You know, I ran brick and mortar businesses. There's so much cost yeah. that goes into brick and mortar businesses. It's not like an internet business. And so, you know, you have to take control of your business and you have to say what you can and cannot do. 
And the first thing I get clients to stop doing is bankrolling. They also give a lot, like out of their heart. Oh, like this person right. can't afford to get their car fixed and they need my help. Okay, look, I have right. the biggest heart of anybody, but you can't run a business like that. You right. can't, right? Yep. You, you have to decide if you're going to be a charity. Again, become build your wealth and then help those people. You know, have a fund or something where you can help those people. But if you're in, trying to grow your business and make an income and pay yourself and pay your people, you've got to be smart. You cannot build that way. I'm good. And I've so enjoyed this conversation. And I know I know we could keep going. I, f I feel like I can um, extend the time for all of my recordings from here on out. Just keep <laughs> chatting. Um, last question for you. I'm just curious. I mean, if you had a message to share, and you've probably already said it, but if you could, you know, tie a little bow on it for us, yeah. what would you say is the most important thing for businesses um, to consider? The ones that are struggling to grow, struggling to get out of the weeds, what would your number one piece of advice be if you had a message for them today? That is so easy. You need to get a good business coach. Seriously. Right. I mean, it changed my yeah. life when I got a business. Those last two businesses, I was in a new market. They were kind of, I, they were, I couldn't get them above break even, even though I knew business. It was a marketing problem. It wasn't a business problem. But you need to get somebody that knows what they're doing. They, just like I shared, I can have a 30-minute conversation with somebody and find out I, I know instantly what they need. Like, well, as we dive deeper, there's other things we uncover but I instantly know how I can help them. That's the kind of coach you need to be looking for. But I can't, we have access to that. Why would people not do it? Seriously, the investment is so worth it. I, like you will, you'll get your life back. You'll get your money, you'll get money a million times over. I don't even know how to say it, but it it is literally the smartest thing you can do in business unless you are brilliant at business. But if you're struggling, you're not. So um, get somebody who knows what they're doing. And I 100% agree with you. Yeah. There were times in the business where I needed that same help and, yes. you know, looking and hiring and investing in a business coach was, was everything, right? Yeah, Changed yeah. everything. And if you can't afford a business coach, I mean, there's mentors, but yeah, having yeah. that outside help, having someone who has the experience is, is paramount to, to growing a business. So 100%. I couldn't, couldn't have said that any better. And that's and, why that's why people are successful faster. Yeah. Because there are people that are sharing their expertise, helping yeah. people with their expertise. So but make sure you check them out. Make sure you really you can tell when you have a conversation if yeah. there's this jittery stuff or if they know what they're talking about. You can tell. Absolutely. And like you said earlier, you can help people shortcut, right? One hundred percent to that where where they want to yes. go. So if they are looking for a business coach, and where can we send our listeners today? Yes. Yeah, so even though I, I don't market to small business owners or I will still work with them. So I don't want to make it sound like I don't. I just don't market to them anymore. So right. if you are looking for a business coach, um, I will just tell you my website is set up for coaches and consultants, but I do still have small business clients. So you can go to acarden.com and book a call with me. Let's have a conversation. If it's a fit, we'll talk about how we can work together. If it is not a fit, I have some great contacts and people that I can probably hook you up with that can help you. So um, 
I either way, you will get massive value from that call if you're ready to jump in and start working with somebody that can help you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Again, enjoy this conversation. Thanks so much for bringing in your expertise and your insight and sharing with the audience today. Thanks, Anne. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the In Systems We Trust podcast with Marquis Murray. If you liked what you heard today, hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Don't forget to rate the episode and share it with a friend. 